good, the bad, the ugly. Welcome to Sustain Nutrition's podcast, Chewing the Fat, where Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Joe and James. Sustain Nutrition Chewing the Fat Podcast Episode 55, 56, is it? 55 was last week, hence, why it's 56. Don't be distracted by another question. <laughs> Joe, what are we talking about? Why you can't maintain your weight? Why you fail to maintain your weight? Possibly a crescendo. Which I have typed. So we are going to go through common pitfalls uh, in people's approaches before, not maybe really before, during dieting uh, and 100% afterwards as to why people will struggle to maintain their weight. It's very common for us. In fact, you can go on again. No. Or the questionnaires, the in-depth questionnaires that we ask our clients to fill in when they start working with us. We'll ask them what their previous attempts are. Uh, and quite often this box can be quite full. It says lots. Yeah, of previous attempts. And then... Lots of times you'll get people who will say, I did really well following, you know, XYZ program. Body coach, perhaps. Perhaps. You know, I lost, you know, a stone or whatever, but then I piled that all back on as soon as I stopped following it. Now that, to me, is not a successful plan. It's a little red flag. Yes. That's like, I don't need to breathe because I can hold my breath for 50 seconds. Do you want to try now? I don't know. Ready? You can start counting. I'll go. <gasps> One. No, keep talking. <laughs> go, Joe, go. So then you have to look at why that failed, why it didn't work for you. Because the obvious answer then is, well, just do it again. As you'll see from people, supposedly people used to buy the body coach pan repeatedly to pay people to put different macros in, which is quite sad, isn't it? Because it's a huge amount of money people are spending. But that's just what you see often with people kind of going back and forth slimming well over 15 years. Yeah, I was going to say Weight Watch is a big one, isn't it? Because it does work. It works at the time, but then people will go off, revert back to type, to the, the kind of the normal, lowest level of training, the normal ways, get the weight back, and then go, ah, I need to lose some weight. I know what worked last time. W, WW. I think it's worth having a caveat in there, because sometimes you see people and they have a meal off kind of getting super frustrated. And I think for me, as long as you're losing weight or you're in a bracket you're happy with, eat whatever the hell you want. So I got a client this week who gained some weight and I said, you know, how do you feel? And she said, as long as I stay within this bracket, then I'm fine. Bear in mind, she is two stone down from where she started. Yes. So she is allowed extra wiggle room. Whereas you have other people over the course of their 13 or 26 weeks who don't make progress. And will say, you know, I'm fine with these decisions, I'm fine with these decisions but they don't get anywhere. Or, you know, people regain weight or they're gaining weight. You just have to look at the impact that it's having and there's no set guarantee here. Did you look 50 seconds yet? You're holding your breath? I've not breathed this morning. So what you tend to see is that people will judge from, you know, judge external circumstances. They'll be like, well, you know, my friend eats more rubbish than me and they stay that, that, that weight and they're losing weight. And it just, just doesn't mean shit. Unfortunately, you can only work on how well you're doing and the progress you're making. So you just have to look at what you're doing and whether it's working. Yes, I think that is an important point to make, Joe. So well done. Yes. Well done. I think at any point, if you're following um, a diet, so there's always going to be some level of restriction in a diet. There needs to be some restriction on calories. You know, whether you are completely eliminating food groups or, you know, you're kind of restricting the intake of them to control your calories. I think it says you got one. Um, excuse me, got a message. Um, so the needs to you, you know, if you're following something hard, restrictive, hard, <laughs> solid, 
girthy um, for like a 12 week period you need to expect to regain for me personally you need to expect to regain a little bit of weight after that if you start going into kind of more of a maintenance phase so if you lose say 10 kilos over your 12 weeks you need to expect to put another two back on say um, that's just being sensible because you're not going to keep up the intensity of the you know the kind of the tracking or the dieting or even the exercise that you've been doing so yeah expect to gain a little bit back but obviously you don't want to revert back and gain the entire 10 kilos um so then we'll go to a few concrete <coughs> falls we see with people yes can you do. want me to start go so you know it. what i'm talking about <laughs> so a big one for me is when people do um like comical amounts of cardio to get so you've got that 12 week goal i want to do this i want to lose five kilos 10 kilos 15 kilos whatever it is and you're doing like a kind of not a ridiculous amount of cardio but you're doing a lot of cardio a ridiculous amount for you yeah so the idea is you know you're taking in a set amount of calories you're burning a set amount of calories you're getting a certain result if any of those change so if you start eating more calories or you start um effectively you start exercising less it's like eating more food you're not burning so say you burn just absolutely pulling numbers out of joe's ass if you burn 500 calories a day for exercise and then you stop doing that or you know you only do that a few times a week then effectively you're eating 500 extra calories per day so if you don't adjust your food accordingly you're gonna put weight back on so this is kind of something you see when people first start off they'll slash the calories they'll massively up their output by doing loads and loads of exercise and you need to think if you never want to gain weight again you're gonna to have to stick with those low calories you're gonna to have to stick with that exercise regime forever but you can't just stop it you don't just think you do 12 weeks lose a stone stop exercising go back to how you were eating previously and you're not going to pile the weight back on because unfortunately you are and it's one of the things where we advocate such a kind of not slow and steady but a, a more sensible approach where you don't use sustainable almost. yes you don't use every single technique available to you immediately so you start off at a pace where it's um, what is it lowest dose lowest effective dose yes where you'll start losing you know one to two pounds per week and then you can turn up the heat as you go as opposed to putting on a full burner i think the point there is worth emphasizing is you have to turn up the heat to keep losing one to two pounds a week it's not like you know people say cut 500 calories a day lose a pound a week well it's not gonna last forever is it so you have to keep turning that heat up you keep keep having to do better and to make it keep it comfortable as well i think a huge mistake i see with people is they'll put their numbers into my fitness pal and obviously no one goes i want to lose a pound a week everyone goes i want to lose five pounds a week and it gives you six calories a day <laughs> to eat carry on sorry mm. what was the point i was making don't know mm. lost your weight yeah pretty much so just yeah setting off for that sensible pace is a huge one because you've got more wiggle room throughout your entire journey like i said when it gets to the end you need that bit of wiggle room you need to have embedded these skills so you're not going too hard too soon i think this is a point why we do enjoyable exercise as well rather than giving out you must do this it's not one we i don't think i see it that much when it comes to why is someone losing weight or regaining weight it's rare cardio's excessive cardio is probably the one i see the least but it's what you probably saw a lot with the body coach plants because it was weight training that took a long time and hit work stuff that our demographic don't tend to consistently do and not a lot of them come to us and say this is my training plan how do i eat properly it tends to be i'm not doing much exercise or i've got no idea what i'm doing in the gym and here's my food so that what you had with the body coach stuff and why a lot of people regain there was because they were doing really high output stuff or really, and really high volume stuff so you know the weight sessions would take over an hour and i haven't done them it's just going off here say and the hit work you know 30 on 30 off is really high intensity really hard work yeah but people hate that stuff because it's so damn hard some people love it you know i don't mind doing it but i'm not most people so you have to find what that individual is going to do because as soon as like you say as soon as you take those outputs out then you're effectively increasing your input and that's why a lot of people regain weight after they've done these plans look at any traditional kind of bodybuilding plan like we've both done them before where you do an hour of cardio in the morning or hill walk or whatever and you think oh, i quite enjoy this i'll keep doing it but it's a drastic change to your life yeah so it's really hard to keep in so you've just got to be realistic with yourself you know i've done it enough times that i know that that's a tool that i can use when i'm being super motivated but it's not what i'm going to do three six five so you need to be aware of 
just what you can do consistently. I think the point you made about when you lose weight, expect to gain a bit is really good because it's what's going to happen if you've done something overly restrictive. Yeah, so I mean, just just as an example, so at the moment we're doing the Movember Challenge, so I'm sporting this horrific moustache, bushy, bushy tash. It is honky. Um, kissing a man without a moustache is like eating an egg without salt. That's what Joe told me. What does that mean? Me? <laughs> it's not pleasurable. <laughs> um, so we're doing the kind of the big cardio challenge, where so we're doing like a virtual mission where we're trekking the uh, Grand Canyon. The Colorado River. I'm starting next week. <laughs> so it's 460 kilometers we're doing. I'm clocking it up either on the assault bike, which is hellish, <laughs> and the cross runner, which is nice. Distinctly easier. Yeah, which is like <laughs> chalk and cheese. With me really enjoying chalk. Um, but then, if I don't keep up, so I'm doing a lot of extra cardio that I wouldn't normally do because I've got this challenge in mind that I want to complete. So if I don't continue doing this high volume of cardio into the next month, then I can't expect to continue losing weight or burning as many calories as I am now. That's kind of more my point. Yes. Moving on. So why do people struggle to maintain their weight? Starting the cardio, we're gonna go on to not keeping up with their food. Yes, go. Yes. The biggest one I see is that people go back to eating how they used to eat. So people will be either excessively restrictive and then bounce back, or they'll just be slightly restrictive and bounce back anyway. I think restrictive is an interesting one because it's all relative, isn't it? You could say that going from 10 pints on a Saturday night to eight pints is restrictive, because technically it is. And I think that's where a lot of clients struggle because they, they're working with this vocabulary and that the more you talk about it being restrictive, the more restrictive it's gonna feel. And therefore, when the plan finishes, when you reach your goal, it's not like getting to a destination, not like getting to Spain. Once you're in Spain, nothing's gonna pull you back. It's like rowing away from a waterfall. If you stop rowing, then you're gonna get pulled back. I stole that yesterday, I forgot where I heard that from, it's good, isn't it? And that's what people don't often see with fat loss, is they eat a certain way, they achieve their goal, and they stop trying before it's become automatic, and then they regain the weight. Yeah, so, Big one for that one, I think, yeah, is not changing behaviors. So, you know, you only need to look at some bullshit like um, Herbalife or Juice Plus, you know, or Slim Fast, anything that replaces your food, you know, um, is an unrealistic approach because you don't learn anything, you don't change anything. So once you've finished your four weeks, six weeks, however long you can last having two shakes a day and a meal, you revert back to, you know, your old habits, your old behaviors, your old choices, and then you revert back to your old way. You've got to challenge the things that brought you to the dance. So if you know certain habits, behaviors, choices, which is always gonna be, have caused you to gain weight, are um, restricting you from losing weight now, that's what needs to be challenged and not just thinking, I'm just gonna do this restrictive approach for whatever, X, Y, Z time, and then I'll somehow have some kind of weird reset where all of a sudden I can go back to eating as I was, but I'll still be a stone lighter. Yeah, and then they regain the weight and then go, what worked before? I'll do it again. And this is kind of the sad, cyclical, restrictive and binge dieting lives that we see and that people live and that we want to kind of work on. It is sad, like I say, we see people and you, you know, you get on the questionnaires, you'll ask people like, when were the last happy with their physique? And it'll be, you know, six months a year five years yeah there's not many six months the rest, yeah 10 years 15 years 20 years and they've tried all these different approaches and you get some people say oh, i've been getting losing the same seven pounds for the past six seven eight nine ten years and it's just sad because they're not changing the habits behaviors choices beliefs around certain food choices around certain foods uh, and that's what you know that's what sustained does that's why we're totally different, you know. Don't want people to think that we just give them a set of calories, a set of macros to follow, or um, a meal plan and just go, there you go, follow that, you'll be fine. Because you won't learn, fuck all. That was great English. You won't learn, fuck all. Proper <laughs> Yorkshire. You need to, if you want sustainable results, if you want long term results, you need to learn the skills. You need to change your habits, your beliefs, your kind of your mindset, and that's 
what's so important that's what we're about we've got quite a consistent listenership i guess this podcast so i think that anyone who's worked this for a period of time if you're considering doing it again or you have done it again or you are doing it again this would be like my number one point to you is why have you come back there's going to be a certain number of food or drinks that are around certain triggers how long how many times are you going to make the same mistakes before you make a change and i'm going to i'm going to do it i'm going to talk about chocolate so the reason the point when i got to giving up chocolate was when i said this is not making you happy so why are you continuing to eat it and it's this refusal of clients to accept that they can't do this and that it's it's not possible until this changes that people want to have they want to have the result and they also want to have the thing that stops them getting the result and you have to break that habit you've got to to be honest with yourself and say, I am not achieving this goal, I'm still listening to sustain, I'm still paying the guys to sustain to help me. Something has to give, something has to break, something has to change. I think it's one of the motivational speakers who says, you know, there's nothing more powerful than a change. Yes. And I, told, I actually really, really like that, despite taking the piss out of it. Because when people do go, do you know what, I'm just not happy drinking, this is not working for me, I'm gonna then massive changes come about. So you have to look at what it is that's stopping you and you happy how many times you know we people kind of roll their eyes at alcoholics or drug addicts and people who've got these really obvious things that are stopping them being happy they keep reverting back to them and that's just what we see all the time is people going back to these destructive habits to make them happy is it if it is that's cool if not then you have to change in that that grown-up decision of this isn't working for me, I'm gonna do something different. Yeah, I've got a bit of a back and forth at the moment one of my clients who's saying that she's, you know, she's not happy with her body, she doesn't like how she looks, she's not happy how she feels, you know, she's just not happy. And she's, you know, obviously invested in herself, you know, to be coached by us. So I've challenged some of her, her questions, so, uh, sorry, some of her decisions, some of her beliefs. And she said, but I just love chocolate. I absolutely love it. And it's like, okay, but what joy does that bring to you compared to the pain that your you know current body, your health, your mindset is, you know, is causing pain? Like, what's the difference there? What's the level up? She's like, no, but I do love chocolate. It's like, no, but you need to step back and look at the bigger picture. Everyone loves chocolate. Chocolate is delicious. There's no question about that. But if chocolate is making you feel like shit 24 hours a day because you hate how your belly hangs over your trousers, you know, the fact that you can't wear your trousers, the fact that you don't want to get undressed in front of your partner, or you know you don't want to be the fat friend, you don't want to go in the hot tub, whatever, then that chocolate is not bringing you pleasure, it's only bringing you pain, because it's keeping you in that state of pain. You kind of have both. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you, it's obviously more dramatic, you know, people are saying, I want all the results, but I don't want to change anything. But that's kind of what you're doing there, if you're saying, but I don't want to give up this, this and this. Like, okay, maybe you are after. Maybe you could just cut back on it a little bit. But why don't you just try doing a day? Just do a day without chocolate, without drinking any wine. You know, a weekend without drinking any wine. See how you feel. See if it's had any kind of negative effects on your life whatsoever. Because I bet you it doesn't. Yeah, it's only going to lead to positives. Isn't it? Like the other thing I always say. Jomo. Jomo. Don't, call, don't say Jomo, don't start a thing. Jomo. <laughs> joy You're of missing out. Such a Jomo. The joy of missing out. That's very good. I, I stole that. I don't know where I got it from. No, I wouldn't have been. write an email about it. Cool. Yeah, so you got that formal when people are like, oh, I had, yeah, what did one of my clients have? I had a brownie because it was covered in chocolate and I was intrigued to see what it tasted like. I guess, I'll tell you what it tastes like. I've not even had one. It tastes like a fucking brownie with some more chocolate on. You know, the whole kind of fear of missing out. When you know we get clients who go, I would have done this and did this, but I didn't. I decided not to have this, or I resisted these foods. That's Jomo. That's a joy of missing out. Thinking, you know what? I'm really glad that I didn't make that choice. I'm now one step closer to my goals. And um, you know, people do tend to feel good for it, don't they? And I think this is the key thing with moderation. I don't want to sound like I'm anti-moderation because if you can do it, that's what we're not. Great. We're not saying, yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're totally not saying you have to restrict everything you enjoy, but you need to question how much pleasure or joy is bringing you and also how good are you at moderation because i couldn't do it with chocolate you know i proved that to myself probably hundreds of times it's probably a hundred times i tried to moderate and went back to where i was before 
So how many times are you going to have that before you go, do you know what? This is enough now, I'm going to change. How much money are you going to spend? How many negative memories are you going to have? How many negative experiences are you going to have? You know, the big one for me is always when people don't leave photos with their kids. Yeah. Like, that sounds horrendous to me. Or standing at the back of photos. Yeah. You know, the old taking a photo from up here yeah. and just putting your head in it. That's quite a big thing. That's, yeah. You know, that you don't want to be captured in that light. So, like you said, like my double chip. You've tasted, you've tasted a brownie enough times. Oh, I can see it. About that. Delightful. <laughs> what, what a treat that was for the people. It's going to transfer well for the podcast. <laughs> uh, I'll, print, I'll print a little picture. <laughs> that the description. I, I changed myself into a turd there for a second. <laughs> so, if, unless you um, work on, not necessarily you're going to eliminate them, but unless you work on these things, then the same beliefs are going to kick back in as soon as you finish reporting into whoever you're, you know, whatever plan you're doing, whatever approach you're doing, whether it's working with us. Well, not if it's working with us because we'll get you started. But if you're doing like Weight Watchers and you believe that chocolate is life or Slimming World or WW, whatever it's called now, if you're not changing these views that you have on these on these food choices, then you're going to revert back to type again and that's going to cause you to regain your weight. Yes. Anything else? Nah, just the kind of, you know, people doing... Um, it's fucking juice cleanses, stuff like that. Just like unrealistic approaches. You know, the whole thing for me is that people make sensible, conscious, realistic decisions that they're happy with. That's all I want from my clients. That's all I want, sure. Ever. I'm just a simple man. I just want my clients to be happy. Happy with the choices they're making, happy with the results that they're getting, happy life. I think it's interesting, just to go on a random aside then, is when people apologise for that. I've had it a few times this week, people say, I'm really sorry or I've, I've let you down. And obviously this is part of the benefit of sustain, is that you do have that kind of external pressure. Real accountability. Which, is, which does make people act differently. The problem comes about when people then beat themselves up for this and they add extra guilt and they make themselves feel worse. And often you see the kind of the cycle of, you know, higher calorie choices that people feel bad. They go to food and drink to make themselves feel better. They feel better in the instant, then they feel worse afterwards. So we're looking to, if the trigger's feeling bad about yourself to then eat, you don't want people to be feeling worse. So don't add extra guilt to your decisions because ultimately, there's time, you know, when I've been on certain nights out or you know, I went to my mate's wedding a few months back, drank a lot, then that's cool. There's time when clients having meals out for birthdays or food with their kids that their kids have made for bakery classes. I've literally so. just written an email about this. Have you? I didn't making calories. No, no, I've just, it's going out tomorrow. Oh. You know, making your, do your calories count. And it's, you know, there's <laughs> such a huge difference between, you know, you having a slice of birthday cake with your child or, you know, like Joe said, a meal out for an anniversary or, you know, something like that. Something that's an experience. Something that's adding to your life as opposed to you, I'll quote my email, inhaling like a chocolate chip brownie or a chocolate chip muffin two o'clock on Tuesday afternoon because it was there or you know stopping at KFC on the way back from work because you had a shit choice of lunch you know maybe you just like mindlessly ate it there's a huge difference there and that's where you've got to differentiate is kind of keep the stuff that actually means something to you that adds to your life and then the more you eliminate that you know Big Mac meal and that chocolate muffin then the more wiggle room you have to allow these extra calories from stuff like birthday cakes. And I think that comes back to, to tie it back into the theme of the podcast of why people, Always a good idea. Why, why people regain weight, why they don't maintain their progress is because there's that slip, isn't there, from when people, that's the change I think people make is they stop eating shit when it doesn't add to their lives, they lose weight and then they forget that and then they start to use food as a coping mechanism again. And it's just, when you've got an accurate written log of your food, that's often when it's easier to do that. And I think that's another thing. Why do people regain their weight? It's because they stop tracking. They stop doing the things that got them into the process. I know and why I get way back. It's because I take my foot off the gas. Stop, I get, I get meal prepping. Yeah, I get to a certain point where I'm like, oh, I'm happy now. And then I go, I, then little bits and bats start slipping it back into my diet so I'm not as tight. So for me, kind of hitting more process-based goals where it's like, right, I need to you know, make sure that I prep three out of four meals per day you know, hit so many workouts per week and stuff like that, it's something that can keep me accountable to my goals as opposed to just going like, right, I've done, you know, eight weeks now, I've 
lost some weight. I'm happy with how I'm looking. I'll just ease off the gas for two months. <laughs> and then I'll do it all again. And then I'll do it all again. It's mince pie season. I think it's quite good sometimes to contrast with what me and you do. Because, you know, we are able to keep our weight within the ranges that we're quite happy with. We don't fluctuate massively. And I think it's that we get back on faster. I think I fall off as much as most of my clients. Mm. But I don't fall off to the same degree and I get back on faster because doing things when you don't want to you know people often say oh, I didn't eat this meal because I didn't fancy it now I'm pretty good at making sure that when I don't fancy something I eat it anyway and then decide afterwards you know the other day I had a bit of a craving for something I think it was mince pies actually Monday. after I had one meal and then ended up having four full meals before I'd had any mince pies six mince pies I think I had three maybe two or three I made four last three days of the day it's good going so it's that thing of, whereas what I'll often see is a client will have a meal have a craving eat something off plan and the day's gone whereas you know I've ended up eating 80% of my day being on point and then having some treats on top if you can get to that point it's gonna, everything's going to flow a lot easier because you're so much fuller from nutritious food most clients don't have the calorie wiggle room to get away with that it's, you know that if you only got 1200 calories to play with a day you have one meal and blow the rest of the day it's so easy for you to like double or even triple that I agree. Yes. But yeah, again, that's building into the skill set and it's the, the kind of the beliefs that you have, isn't it? Yeah. That all fit into that as well. Cool. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I had another point, but I've lost it. Oh, yeah. So just, just going on to what Joe said about like, kind of like, you do get that thing where people are like, oh, I just couldn't bother working out or I couldn't, I didn't want to eat that meal that I had prepped. So, you know, you if you change the kind of mentality you've of it, done all the hard yeah part, yeah that's, <laughs> I couldn't be bothered is kind of my most hated phrase um, not every workout you're going to be super motivated for, motivated for you're going to be super pumped not every meal you're going to want to eat some of them are going to be dull as dishwater but just get it done because you've got to think you've got to switch kind of change it in fact is one of um, one of your clients that emailed me because sometimes I back off, she commends me on my uh, emails. Oh yeah, you know. I know it is actually. You know I'm talking about. If it's not my mum, I know it is. And she was saying that she'd been going to boot camps, and she was like, "I hate going to them. Will I ever get to enjoy them?" And I just said, "Look, you just need to change your kind of mindset on it." And I thought, as soon as you talk about chocolate, I'm going to talk about childbirth. <laughs> right. So when we were having Magnus, I imagine we. Well, I was there. Come mop in the brow. Contractions suck, <laughs> I imagine. Be, you should uh, do some weight. <laughs> contractions, I imagine, are something something similar to, I don't know, like... Surgeries, aren't they called? You should call it contractions. Well, call it contractions, no, it's over. Um, so I, I imagine it's similar like, to getting cramp in your calf. <laughs> really, really painful. You're trying to piss people off, then. Yes. Really? I'm only joking. I imagine they're horrific. Yeah, cramps you are pushing out a baby. Um, so I said to Tanya, instead of the kind of... If you have that thing where, like, you're dreading another contraction coming because it's going to be loads of pain... I kind of said after each one, you know, well done, that's amazing. We're one step closer to meeting Magnus. So then it turns it into a positive because then you, you can almost look, not necessarily look forward to it, but you know the next one is something to look forward to because that's another step closer. So if you can do that with your food, you can do that with your workouts. You think like, I'm not going to necessarily enjoy this meal, but it's taking me one step closer to my goal. I don't really want to go training, but if I do, I'm one step closer to my goal. It's just changing that from being a negative, like, ugh. I don't want to eat this. I'd rather have whatever. Anything. Yeah, anything. Or I don't want to go work out. It's cold. And I'm all warm and comfortable in my onesie. My unicorn onesie. You can just kind of flip that on its head and just be like, this is a positive, another positive step. It's another tick. Another box ticked off towards my goal. So that's what we did. So if anybody needs hand. Needs hand? Like needs a hand, being a birth partner. Email Dr. James Joe at Nutrition because I got big old hands and I'll pull that sucker right out. I think it's that's just to segue on that is you see a lot of the time when people do these like astonishing feats of human endurance, don't you? About like when people, the guy was it 126 hours that film, you know, they had to cut his own arm off with a blunt blade. Or 27 hours, is it? Well, I don't know. It more than 27 hours, is it? It's not 100. Anyway, it might be. I don't know. And then, 27 days. 28 uh, days later. Zombies. <laughs> 28 weeks later. The follow-up. That people will just say, right, when I get to you know, I get to that point I can give in. When I get to the next tree I can give in. So if you go, I've got hundred miles to go, 
you're going to give in because it's just so far. And Russell Brand made a good point of saying, you know, you have to, with, especially with like booze and drugs and things that are really more damaging than just the back of Maltesers, that you have to look at things a day at a time. You don't have to give up chocolate for, for life today. You've only got to do one day. You've yeah. only got to get to the end of today. So that's your only struggle. If you focus on the fact you've got to do the next six months, six years, six decades, then you're going to give in before you start. It's, it's too, much, it's too it? much to comprehend. Yeah, it's too hard. And that's a really good way to kind of break it down and to look at these things, which is just akin to what you said there, is you're always getting a step closer. Every meal, every workout, even if it's a half-assed workout, it's still getting you a bit closer. Yeah! And I think that's kind of some things that we've done subconsciously. I know when we've dieted previously hard, hard previously, whatever, restrictively, unsustainably, it's got to that point where you kind of you get into the, you get those cravings and you know you you've got massive output and you're really hungry all the time and you're massively limiting the food that you're taking and it was just a case of getting through one day at a time and then the next day you wake up you're like right another day and it's something I used to do when I used to run occasionally on the treadmill is I don't a fan of running but you're like I want to stop now my back's aching blah 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 and they go well, I'll just go to the end of this song and then the next one song you go like, I'll just go to the end of this song and before you you know, you've done an extra 2k on what you were going to quit on yeah so just those little tricks yeah any, any kind of mindset thing like that I used to do that with the intervals is you'd say I'll just do one more yeah and you can, and then you can quit if you like and then you do it and you go oh there's a bit more in the tank and it's you'd just be amazed how much you can eke out when you do you hear it a lot don't you with um, I just finished I read Ant Middleton's book when I was on holiday you yeah. read the second one you? Read the yeah. last one and he talks about they have to do this they're doing one of the three peaks uh, so they, he, he think he comes in like eighth. This is trying to get into the, the special forces. So this is like the best of the best. And they say, right, you've got to do as fast as you can. You've got to do it in three hours or something. And then, or whatever it is. And he gets there and he's like eighth. And the bloke comes around with a plate of front and and he goes, man, these are good. He takes a bow and he goes, if you go around the corner and you give, you know, if you go around the corner, you can have as many of these as you can hold. And he's saying that like five of the eight blokes, he said, and anyway, and if not, you've got to do that again. And he was just like, oh my God, are you kidding? And he said like, loads of them got up and quit. Right. Because they just, they couldn't comprehend doing it all again. And he said, you know, I wasn't gonna sit there another minute. I just set off and did it again. And this is one of the things where it's it's the best of the best of the forces. They get like 200 people, they narrow it down to like the top five. And it's if you look at what they've got to go through over six months, it's incomprehensible pain and discomfort and exercise and mental push toughness. But if you just look at it a minute at a time, just got to get to the next minute, got to take the next step. If you look at it as, I've got another 30 miles and I've just done 30, you're going to give it uh, Yeah, it's like looking at the top of a mountain isn't it? and being frustrated that you're not at the top. You've just got to break it down into stages and do one step at a time. Yes? Yeah. Good, right. Thank you very much for listening. As always, it's much appreciated. Keep an eye out for consistent Christmas. We said this last week, but we ain't at this one. Yeah, just keep an eye out. Still, <laughs> still, still keep looking for it. Uh, it's a coming, so we're quite excited. It's going to be the aim is to maintain your weight over the Christmas period, so you still go out, still enjoy yourself. Some of kind of what we said about making your calories count. Um, yeah, training routines, cookbook, Maybe contract, a visit Christmas. Christmas contract, and if you've been good, you can sit on our knees. Yes, right. No. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>